with remote viewing, we find that, that these things were all true, that they did indeed happen. And the Air Force uh, or military was trying to put out a fire here and trying to take control of the situation uh, when it came to actual UFOs. Now, why David Grush is a whistleblower is important is because he's getting briefs about all of this stuff. He's the center point for all of these briefs that he's going through and reading, and he's telling us what he's seen as official documents. And my friend, high up in this organization, received the material as well as all of the documentation on this particular crack. He goes on and he says that they are sophisticatedly engineered, certainly not by humans. When you get to alien, anti-gravity, et cetera, et cetera, th these things are of the highest classification. So they're gonna do everything that they can in order to stop this stuff coming out from the public or spin it in a way that they can get control of it. If people truly knew what was going on here, open their eyes here and around them, they would be utterly like shocked, mind blown and collapse into a pile of blubber. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Metaphysical Podcast. We've been hearing about the UFO whistleblower who's been making all the headlines in the summer of 2023, Air Force veteran David Grush. And looking into his testimony brought up a lot of questions. What information was he really privy to? Is he being allowed to release this for a specific purpose? And most importantly, is he legit? Well, let's hear what Grush said himself in his interviews and talk all about it. So join remote viewer John Vivanco and me, investigative researcher Rob Counts, for a show that's out of this world. And if you are listening to us or watching us on a video platform, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It's going to help us a lot, reach more people that way. And make sure that you like, subscribe, and hit that bell. We will always be here. I like the direction we're going with regard to UFOs. I don't like calling them UAPs. I like UFOs because I'm old school. And yeah. to me, they're UFOs. I kind of feel the same way about the planet Pluto. It's like, why are y'all leaving it out now? Like, I I'm not going to do that. You know, Pluto right. is a planet. Or or how people call call it planet Uranus. No, man, it's yeah. Uranus. It's Uranus. We've got a lot of whistleblowers coming out recently. And I, I have to say, and there's a lot of discussion out there right now, what's going on? Because it's not like whistleblowers coming out to talk about UFOs is a new novel thing. It's not. Like this has been going on for, for like a hundred years or more. And right now, for some reason, this U.S. Air Force officer or ex-U.S. Air Force officer David Grush is making huge waves. We've, got a, we've kind of got a lot to talk about with that. Like why? Why is, why is this coming out now? is this guy actually legit and what is it that he's saying you know i mean look at this like lindsay's bringing up some of these images that they've been the mainstream media has been putting out and it's it's comical like like they every face is this like derp face like he's this stupid guy that doesn't know his ass from his elbow you know like i mean what are you supposed to believe when you look at these images of how they're, you know, displaying him? Is he really tell? And but at the same time, it's like, is he really telling the truth? What's going on? You know, right. They're definitely trying to put put these images in somewhat of a negative light. 
because you can get good images of people. <laughs> it's not hard. You can choose good images. Yeah. It, the respectful thing to do is to have a neutral image that doesn't make someone look bad or great, you know? Yeah. And here it is where it's obviously like you, you can't tell me that they're this stupid, that they're picking those for no other reason than to try to get the, the worst derp face from David Grush. Right. You know, like he's a normal looking dude. It's not like he's a bad looking dude, but those images make him look like he's the town, you know, like moron or something. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not cool, but you know, there's a, there's a campaign around him. I'm, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> so on the surface you would go, well, look, they're trying look, see, that's a great image. Just use that image. Yeah. Um, use that image. You know, when, when they start showing these images, mainstream media starts showing these images coming from, you know, the, the, these high powered mainstream sites, then you actually need to start going, okay, this is interesting. Somebody's trying to, to shut the story down. So I should pay attention at least. Right? Yeah, or they're, or they're, tr they're trying to create more of a limited hangout, which right. basically is, you know, a limited hangout for those of you at home. If you don't know what that means, it just means like, you know, limited information on a much larger topic. It's the, the you know, we're looking at the tip of an iceberg or a, like a gnat on the tip of an iceberg and, and, you know, missing the rest of, of the stuff. And that, that's kind of what's weird about this whole thing too, is just why now really? I mean, and, and some of the things that he says, I think, are catching people's attention. And we're going to go through all of that for you guys. Um, but we want to kind of go a little bit into who he is first before getting into his account, because it kind of it's necessary in order to talk about this in a larger conversation. So David Grush, he was a U.S. Air Force officer and former intelligence of, uh, official. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He received an Air Force scholarship in physics. So this guy, like, it's not, no, I'm not wow. saying that's the best degree for this, right? But it's still, it's like, it's a physics degree, right? So it's not like this guy is a numbskull. He's going to know what he's looking at when people are talking to him about uh, necessary things regarding propulsion, gravity, all of these, all of these different things, right? Intelligent guy. So he was a U.S. Air Force combat officer during the war in Afghanistan. He's a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, and National Reconnaissance Office, NRO. Not really going to get put in those positions unless you have your act together. I mean, to some extent, we're still talking about government and military here, but, you know, benefit of the doubt given. So uh, 2019 to 2021, he's a representative of the NRO to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. And this is kind of where a lot of this is coming, you guys, you know, where his, his account is coming from. So he said here, quote, and in my, in my last position, which I left in April of 2023, I co-led the UAP, that's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Portfolio for the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and some of the highest officials within the Department of Defense and Intelligence community used to call on me to advise them on some of the hardest target sets that the country had, Grush said. Again, this is like, if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, this is a pretty important position that he's in. Oh yeah, you know, <clears throat> absolutely it is. He's 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 high caliber, very very high caliber when it comes to a whistleblower. 
And that is, and he's getting a lot of attention. And so that there's definitely something going on against that as well. So, well, and, and think about everything that, yeah, that John and I just said about this guy. And then Lindsay, pull this image up. This is how they're portraying him in the, in the news. Lindsay's got it ready down here. How did everything we just said about this guy line up with the look on this guy's face in this photo? You know, when people are talking, they make faces. <laughs> it's normal. Well, it's just going to happen. Yeah. When you're when you're passionately describing things, there's probably, you know, a million, a million places to pause during one of our episodes that makes us look like morons. OK, so he, you know, Grush, he told News Nation, which is largely the interview that we're going to be discussing in today's episode. He told News Nation that he was entrusted with some of the country's most intimate secrets and then goes on to say the most earth shattering of those secrets, he claims, uh, were revealed after 2019 when he was invited to join this UAP task force. Quote, I thought. It was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. People started to confide in me, approaching me. I had plenty of senior former intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me that they were part of a program, he said. They named the program. I'd never heard of it. They told me based on their oral testimony, and they provided me documents and other proof that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was not read into. So there are off black ops projects, whatever you want to call them, classified projects that some of these task force are not being brought into. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much the given in that realm. It's pretty much the given. Um, yeah, I, think, I think a huge contention point with a lot of his information in the media is that he heard it from others as opposed to experienced it himself, right? So the media is attacking that aspect as not being credible. And then they're now going on the side of at least pictures, a character assassination with pictures. So they're trying to assassinate his character here. See, there you go. Try to portray him as unstable. See, there, For, there it is. Okay, unstable. now... As a photographer, there's a lot going on in this picture that's unethical. First of all, they've used a specifically used a lens that distorts the face. So they've used a wide, a more wide angle lens that's distorting his face, basically there, not there, but in some of these photos. So like if you use anything below a 50 millimeter, if you get into like 30 millimeter or whatever it is to take a photo, you know, you're going to get like wacky your images are going to look more wacky like it's important to at least talk about that like i didn't even realize that they were using this many derp photos from from grush it's actually making me feel like i trust the guy more and i have a lot of questions myself you know right well these are the things that you look for man it's like how is the mainstream treating this person like when the mainstream okay so even even after like the pentagon releases these ufo fo photographs from navy jets Okay, they're, they're bringing this stuff to the surface. These guys are bringing this stuff to the surface, right? So then we're going up another level with, with his testimony and trying to be protected as a whistleblower or being protected as a whistleblower. And now we're seeing the media not actually like ridiculing him, but trying to ridicule him in more subtle ways. Interesting to me. Yeah, it is. Um, so... 
let's get into like basically just to cover this really fast in 2022 he filed whistleblower a whistleblower complaint with the US Office of the Intelligence Community Inspector General to support his plan to share classified information with the US Senate Select Committee on Intelligence and also filed a complaint alleging retaliation by superiors over a similar complaint in 2021 so he's been at this for a little while it's kind of just become hot recently um, with that with that interview. But, you know, OK, well, let's let's go ahead and get into what what Grush's claims are, because I think this is kind of where things start to heat up a little bit. Right. So June 2023, he publicly claimed that officials told him that the U.S. government has a highly secretive UFO recovery program that has that has non-human spacecraft and and quote unquote dead pilots. Right. So non-human and dead pilots. And, you know, he was asked about these dead pilots. He was very careful about how he worded that. But we're not talking about human beings here when we say dead pilots. American citizens, he claims, have been killed as a part of the government's efforts to cover up the information. This is like now we're talking about criminal activity. July 26, 2023, in a congressional hearing under the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, Grush repeated his claims under oath alongside testimony on uh, UAP-related experiences of U.S. fighter pilots Ryan Graves and David Fravor, or Fravor, however you pronounce that. Grush testified he couldn't elaborate publicly on some aspects of his claims, but offered to give details to representatives in a SCIF, Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. So these are hefty claims. And uh, did, John, did you get a chance to watch um this interview on news nation with grush a little bit of it uh yeah i think i watched the whole thing cool. maybe a couple weeks ago when it was first released i think um yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty interesting right if it's the one you're talking about yeah um it was with the older gentleman i can't remember his name right now um what was this this uh reporter's name it's it's unimportant to the story. We'll we'll get it later if we can. Um, uh, but but yeah, he so he comes out. He's he's talking about all kinds of all kinds of things, like you know. And the reporter, I thought the reporter did a great job on on questioning him. What did you think, John? I thought it was yeah. This was good. I watched this interview. This was a good interview. It was a really good interview, and I liked the way that News Nation treated it. And the reporter was genuinely shocked actually you know it's funny <clears throat> because a lot of the reporters now when they're speaking about this stuff act as though they're shocked and freaked out by it by this information but I, I you know maybe i live in my own weird bubble and i've lived in it for so long but none of this shocks me in the least bit not not in the least bit it only shocks people if they believe their government and they've done nothing else except listen to what somebody else is telling them this is the only way it can be shocking. And what are they shocked about? That the government's lying? That the military's lying? Or are they shocked that there are actual non-humans coming and going from here? Probably a bit of the both. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. To me, it's like, like non-news. Like, I've been dealing with this stuff for a long time already. It's not even news to me. It's news for everybody else. That's where I it am is. with it. 
it it is news for for I guess you could say the deluded mainstream who believes everything that's presented to them on a daily basis, which is millions and millions of people. I mean, we're not talking yeah. about a small amount of people here, right? Like, no, we're not. Think about all the communities and sub communities that just kind of like go through life more involved in their in their local situation, whatever's happening with their families or friends and movies and pop culture and drama and and things that they're going through and it's not likely that they're paying as much attention or even give too many thoughts you know every once in a while i'll have people related to me watch some of my episodes on different things and they're like i followed you up until this point and then it just got too weird for me and i i i couldn't take it anymore right. and, and i'm like yeah. you know and it's funny because it's like my mom will say that sometimes she's like, I couldn't watch that. I just got too weird for me. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm like, I'm like true, but you get what I'm saying. And she, she, it's like inside of her head. She's like, yes, I get what you're saying, but it's like too much would have to change in order for her to accept right. what's going on in that episode. So yeah. usually I'll just be like, you probably shouldn't watch metaphysical. It's, it's, right. it's going to be too much for you, mom. You should if, settle for some of this other stuff. If people truly knew what was going on here, open their eyes here and around them, they would be utterly like shocked, mind blown and collapse into a pile of blubber. I mean, that's, that's what would happen because I don't they'd even know be, where tear, they'd be right. tearing their shirt off at the family barbecue on a picnic right. table, like screaming into the sky, what, like asking what was going on. Right. I mean, heck, it's like when you get to um, I just love it when when you get to um, uh, Michael Sala, Dr. Sala, who just who researched the Dulce firefight story and wrote a, a big document on it and just like pushing like the US government or UN ethics committee to look into it. It's like, that's the level it takes you to like tearing off your shirt and screaming down the street on this. You know, what I love about Dr. Sala is I'm quite sure he's very aware how incompetent some of these agencies uh, like global and or government agencies are, but he's like, I'm going to go ahead and use the most normal means to like, <laughs> Right. ask questions about this because it's like, why are y'all avoiding this conversation? Like right. this is weird exopolitics stuff and we right. need to be able to talk about it. And as adults, you know, to him, he's just like, aren't we adults? Like we're adults. Right. So can't we talk about this? Here's all the evidence. Like, and then, you know, there's this whole <clears throat> conversation revolved around, it's just bizarre how people with legitimate claims get character assassinated just for simply being normal people and bringing stuff up that should get brought up. In the very beginning of that interview, I really want to hear what you have, like what you think about this, John. But he he starts talking, uh, or the um, the reporter who was, by the way, we, we tracked his name down, is journalist Ross Colthart. Colthart. He asked him, "How do you know it's exotic?" It's exotic, basically like the 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 materials that these craft were made out of. Right. And uh, he said that it was based on very specific properties that he was briefed on. Now, why David Grush is a whistleblower is important is because he's getting briefs about all of this stuff. He's the center point for all right. of these briefs that he's going through and reading. And he's telling us what he's seen as official documents in his previous position 
that he was briefed on. And he goes on to say that isotopic ratios that would have been that would have to be engineered for it to be at those levels right. are what makes him think that these were exotic. So a heavy atomic, basically heavy atomic metals from the periodic table, a strange mix of these elements that are very difficult to understand unless they've been tinkered with by an intelligent species. Right. And so so he's that he's that like he's that point where all the information comes to because he is high up in the intelligence community. So he's he's going to get that information. So that's where it ultimately all comes from. So this is I mean he's he he he's definitely someone that is an authority in a position of power uh, or was when it comes to this stuff. I wow. love this I love this quote from him. It's, he says the, these atomic he's talking about these atomic elements. He says they're arrangements that we don't understand. You know what the emergent properties are, but there's just a very strange mix of elements, he said, which actually is funny because he's almost alluding to the fact that they're reverse engineering some of this stuff, right? Where you know what the emergent properties are, but how do we get those results? And you're just, you're looking at the mix of atomic elements, perhaps, and trying to create those or recreate the, those, you know? Right, because because you know I've heard that a lot of times they can't even get into these craft, so they're probably just you know analyzing the skin, you know. <laughs> yes, and you know what's crazy is, and if you guys at home want more information on this, I have to tell you, like if you'd like to go over to Rise TV, there's a couple of interviews that Ben, one of my uh, co-hosts on another show that I do, he interviewed a guy named Michael Schratt who has, and John and I are going to go into this in, in episodes um, down the pipe, but basically interviewed Michael Schratt. Michael Schratt has testimonies from much many more people like Grush throughout history where they're talking about these exotic materials and the efforts that they make to try to get into them. Highly recommend to check that out. So yeah, he goes on and he says that they are sophisticatedly engineered, certainly not by humans. I mean, he's coming out and saying it directly. Right. Not by humans. That's uh, th so so they're they're like one whole uniform unit, perfect skin on them, no weld joints, no rivets, et cetera, et cetera. Like the TR3B. <laughs> yeah, the rivet. And yeah, TR3B has lots of rivets. And it's not something that humans can do in general. And the materials are so exotic, they don't really even know what they are. So. You know, they're actually, okay, so I knew this guy who was um, uh, high up in a UFO organization, and he, he would talk to a lot of people. And one guy he talked to that was like more or less on his deathbed wanted to give him a, something and a bit of his story and all the documentation that he had. So this guy was in the military. He got word of a UFO crash that happened in Mexico that happened near the border of the United States, I think somewhere near Texas and Arizona. What happens when these UFO crashes occur quite often, especially I think with Mexico, is that they would call the U.S. authorities and the U.S. authorities would like come in and investigate with the high level Mexican authorities. So this guy had heard about it because he was in the loop. So he flew in before the United States got there 
the Mexicans, believing that he was with the task force assigned to it by the U.S. government, started to give him material and documents on it and show him the site. And he took off. He said, okay, thanks. And he took off with some of this material. And then the task force came in. And my friend, high up in this organization, received the material as well as all of the documentation on this particular crash. Now, I don't know like what he's done or what he's going to do with it and make it public, but he does have material from the crash. That is very wow. exotic. You know, it's like Roswell stuff where it's, it's memory metal. Um, God knows what it is. Um, and it, it, it pops back into shape. Well, and you know, he talked about Roswell actually, and um, we'll get into some more of the history, but he did talk about Roswell and he said the details of what happened at Roswell were not approved for him to talk about publicly. And you can see, so there's, there's kind of two ways of looking at this whole thing. You know, it's like, what do you mean? You're not like, you're not approved to talk about any of this. So what does it mean? You're not approved to talk about Roswell. He's, he's walking either. He's walking a really fine line in what he can say. And he's doing it very responsibly because his his responses are extremely calculated, like a professional orator calculated. Or this is a psychological operation to create what is a limited hangout with this information. You know, it's to just look at the tip of the iceberg and to not pay attention to everything under the ocean. Right. Exactly. And that's something we're going to have a look into. Yeah. He, He said. Uh, that basically there's a sophisticated information campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral, which how could you not agree with, right? This is where, like, when I was listening to this interview, I hadn't really detected any part of this interview where I felt like Grush was... That, that feeling you get when you watch Snowden deliver information. That's how I'm right. going to describe it to you, where he's he's sort of something else is going on. They're a complicated individual. I wasn't getting that from him personally, and I encourage everyone at home to watch this interview. But what did you, off the top of your head while you were watching this, what did you think about his delivery and his authority as a whistleblower in this case? What I what I thought, what I felt was that, number one, he either seems very jaded by being placed mm. in this situation and doesn't necessarily want to be there and or he just feels burnt out by it, by the situation. Um, there's there's something in his eyes that is, oh, I got to go through this. I got to go through this. Right. He's got an intellect. He's very intelligent and that comes through very clearly. Uh, And I feel that what he's saying is truthful, but there could be deeper background stuff like what you say, a limited hangout um, that we're going to have to dig into. But I do get those two things like, like, like he's either really burnt out. Oh, I got to go through this again. Or, oh, I got, I'm supposed to go through this. I have to go through this and I don't really want to. Right. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And and again, it's like when information like this comes out for people who have been in this field for a long time or have studied this for a long time, you you know, there's so much more than what we're even talking about. And we're just talking about the the entry level stuff here. 
that entry level stuff is so impossible to talk about at the level that everyone in the world is exactly right now that you kind of have to do that. So what is it? One of my buddies sent me this and I haven't seen this yet, but the, the write up for it really made me think. Um, it's this documentary called Mirage. Have you heard of this, John? The Mirage Men. Mirage right? Men. Thank you. Mirage, yeah, Men. Mirage Men. Yes, I think I did see that one. Yes, I did. Richard Doty. Richard Doty is in it, who is an Air Force intelligence officer. What is really interesting about this documentary is that it tries to make the case here. It says, for over 60 years, the U.S. Air Force and U.S. intelligence services exploited and manipulated beliefs about UFOs and extraterrestrial visits as part of their counterintelligence programs. Now some of those behind the operations speak out. What this is saying is that the UFO information that was out was manipulated in order to hide government advancements in technology, local advancements in technology that we were making on this planet. Sounds like a cluster psychological, like a cluster of psychological operations all hitting us at once, where it's like that actually could be that they were manipulating that, inf that a lot of that information was true. Let's manipulate the information, keep people's attention on it. And then we will, you know, organize and build our own technology behind closed doors yeah. with the public not keeping an eye on any of that. What do you think about yeah. that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of what we've seen uh, where, uh, especially with, with Mirage Men. So Richard Doty, who was the Air Force officer, was assigned to Paul Benowitz. Paul Benowitz was the guy who started to pick up transmissions uh, from, I think, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base to, because he saw UFOs flying around Wright-Patterson. And he started to pick up transmissions uh, from these craft that were associated with the Dulce base and subsequently the Dulce firefight. So Paul Benowitz, so Paul Benowitz took this information that he had. He was a scientist and he, he was a contractor sold things to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And he took this information to the higher ups there at the base. And they fielded his uh, questions and his information. And then they just dropped him. And then the Air Force assigned Richard Doty to him. And it was Richard Doty's job to turn it to their benefit, to make Paul Benowitz believe that he had something. But uh, ultimately, what happened was that Benowitz kind of went insane mm. and ended up in a mental institution, which completely, utterly, totally discredited him. Right. And so when we go into that incident, Paul Benowitz, what he found, the connection to Dulce and the subsequent, you know, firefight at Dulce with remote viewing, we find that that these things were all true, that they did indeed happen. And and the Air Force uh, or military was trying to put out a fire here and trying to take control of the situation. Uh, when it came to actual UFOs, to alien beings on the planet that are, are working in concert with humans on the planet, which was what this whole thing was about, to cover that up. So it's going to go both ways. Like they're going to use it for a smokescreen and a cover for their own technology. And they're going to use it as a smokescreen and a cover 
for the alien stuff that's going on. Because when you get to alien, anti-gravity, et cetera, et cetera, th these things are of the highest classification. So they're going to do everything that they can in order to stop this stuff coming out from the public or spin it in a way that they can get control of it, which could be this case that we're looking at now with, uh, with Grush. Well, yeah, so that's, that's what made me... That's kind of what threw me for a loop with this whole thing is we're talking about psychological operations on top of psychological operations, <laughs> yeah. for multiple, multiple outcomes, you know, and like because it's all compartmentalized, you could have different organizations in the government with different psychological operations going on to kind of account for whatever it is that they're working on. And but so what is the truth? I mean, now now you've got like your what is what is real life is the question, you know, because for everyone looking into this stuff, how mathematically probable is it that all of these people that have come out talking about abductions or having some type of experience are all just crazy, really? From all like, over the world. <laughs> yeah, from all over they the world. They don't know each other, never heard of other right. information. Yeah. And you're telling me it's a fad or whatever it is, but like we're talking about people and some of them have decided to not even tell you their their identity. They just want to get the information out or a lot of them that have put their their lives on the line. You could say by coming out with this information, they're being called crazy, but they're like, I know what happened to me. I'm not going to argue with you. So now we've got that on top of stuff that the military is doing on top of real experiences with extraterrestrials, propulsion and different things. It makes for a very, uh, man, just a confused mess when trying to figure out what's really going on. Yeah, I mean, on the surface, it definitely does. But, you know, we've got remote viewing and 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 that will that will begin to untangle it and lead us in a, a thought direction with it um, into the truth. You know, it's like it's like the skinny Bob video. Right. You know, you know, that yes. one video yes. of, yes. Of, of, yeah, you know, of, of a gray alien and and. I think we've spoken of this before that was supposedly leaked through a Russian source and showed up on YouTube. Now, you know, most of the junk that shows up there is just nonsense, right? A bunch of nonsense. And, and, and so in remote viewing that, yeah, okay, we do absolutely have something real with skinny Bob. This is a real being. This is not a human. This is a non-human, which likely comes from, the Roswell crash, but to everybody out there, um, they don't believe it. They won't believe it. They yeah. can't believe it. Because I think it's fake. It's like looking exist. at a picture of Bigfoot or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's an absolutely incredible video. If you get a chance, look it up on YouTube and watch the video sequence. It's very, very, very fascinating. Um, and we remote viewed this and it turns out to be true. This is probably from the Roswell crash is my guess. And it, it somehow the Russians got a hold of it or whatever. And then it got leaked. How can we tell up from down with this stuff? You know, it's, it, right. it takes individual discernment, it seems. And uh, I want to get through just a little bit more of this so that we can set ourselves up for a little bit of some legwork that we're going to do in remote viewing this situation for you all at home and show you kind of how this works in the ground with stuff that's happening as we speak, basically, right? Grush, described something that I really think we need to take a look at, which was that in 1933, the first recovery in Europe in, Mag in Magenta, Italy, it was they recovered a partially intact vehicle. Now, Mussolini at the time had documented numerous 
UAPs or UFOs during this time. A picture of the internal memo from the Italian Secret Services with drawings of the UAPs on it, I guess the, the government actually had. And some of that was shown in this interview with Ross Coldheart. He held on to that until 1945, until Pope Pius XII basically back-channeled it. The Vatican got involved. They told Americans what they had, and then the Americans ended up scooping up what they had and bringing it back home to America, I guess, to run tests and stuff on it. Can you say chronovisor? That too. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Yeah. Good call. That's got to be, I mean... You know, this question kind of comes up, like, what's really going on with the Vatican? What is what are their full intentions? Like some of their research seems to be going towards proving that there's a soul and stuff and whatever, you know, like Lindsay was telling me earlier that some studies that the Vatican allegedly were doing were to measure the human body to see what happened at death to and they they found that that the mass of the human body changed at death, indicating that something leaves the body, a soul leaves the body. Some type. Right. Of I think there was a, like this movie. I think Sean Penn was in it called Five Grams. Oh, I think that was the name of it, where that was the whole intention of the movie to show that at death, there is a loss of weight. I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> It's an old movie, I think, from the really 90s, interesting. early 2000s, something like that. 21 grams. 21 grams. There it is. Sorry. Very. And this was 2003. 2003. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch this. That's fascinating. So, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of story here that he's bringing up. He's talking about a lot of history. He's claiming that after the Roswell crash, you know, he can't talk about a lot of that publicly but he discussed metallic rubbery material that was recovered at Roswell and a story was crafted in the media about it. You know, there's crash craft basically. And they, they kind of twisted the story at the time, you know, here's, here's the thing. Like with all these stories, it's so easy to do under the surf, the under the surface research, like forget about the mainstream story. If you dig into research that's already been done on what happened to the individuals who were involved and witnessed it and how they changed their stories, how they were forced to change their stories, yeah. how they claimed they were forced to change their story. I mean, come on. It's, it's a no brainer here. Yeah. There was a crash at Roswell of an alien. Of course, ship. of course there was, of course there was. He, he said that analysis they did was a total hack job. He said, I mean, even anybody with analytical skills. And then he goes on to say, they, the Air Force, is just saying that the townsfolk who personally witnessed it were totally imagining things. And they concocted that whole report just to disinform. Then even more mind-blowingly, he says that in 1967, UFOs tampered with nuclear missiles at Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana and shut it down. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. That really raised the huge question of a of, uh, massive, massive new, uh, national security issue um, that that uh, independent researchers were, were clamoring over. It's like, you know, why isn't the is, isn't Congress or whomever looking at this closely in this in the sake of national security? Like this right. is this is unconscionable, unconscionable. So, yeah, yeah that was a big one. 
Yeah, and this is so fascinating. He says the crash retrieval program still exists. Grush won't reveal where the crafts are being stored because it's classified and you could get put in jail for some, something like that, right? But he did, he did say that. Now, he says people working with the tech are putting themselves at risk and they're getting injured sometimes looking at this stuff because we don't know the properties of these things, right? Or what they can do. Now, he goes on to say, and I quote, a lot of them were injured looking at some of this stuff. You can imagine the nuclear, radiological, and biological risks to looking at an unknown. And a lot of them have literally suffered physically because of their service. So he seems to be pretty upset about how they've been treating people in front of these things. Right. Grush says that videos that were released are like in terms of the Tic Tac video, Tic Tac video that we keep seeing everywhere, um, you know, just kind of a, again, like one of these limited hangout things that they keep bringing up. He says that the videos that were released are the tip of the iceberg. Many videos could be could be disclassified, uh, declassified properly, but only the three famous ones have made it to the public. Yeah, that's we've looked at those repeatedly. Um, those like what the Tic Tac videos are, at least one one or two of them. Uh, those are uh, grays. We, they are we've grays flying those things. Yeah, gray uh -huh. aliens. Not some sort of uh, tests that you know the military is running or whatever, like their own craft. Their the the military's own craft is at least you know, what we've seen is the TR-3B, the rivets and panels. They've got anti-gravity platform, but it's like it's like a, a battleship sort of thing with rivets and panels. Um, and we've seen this through different means on different taskings, not even directly looking at the TR-3B. We've, we, we, we've seen it with regard to the whole Space Wars thing. You know, the, the guy, uh, I think his name was Ed Grimsley, who like around... 2010 time frame, he started coming up on on the internet a lot, YouTube and stuff, filming the sky with night vision and getting videos of these like lights in the upper atmosphere, like shooting at other lights and what seemed to be like puffs of light happening, right? So so space wars, the space wars thing. Um, so we looked at you know some of Grimsley's videos on what this was, and you know when we were viewing it, we were getting these triangular shaped craft that were part of it, that were riveted, they had panels, there was a human inside the cockpit, and they were, they were fighting. They were fighting with each other. They were fighting with like other craft, stuff like that. But they're definitely not alien craft. They just have back-engineered stuff that they got off of these ships. You know, I don't know how they're doing it now. Maybe they've figured out the material and how to make one solid, smooth skin, but... I don't, I don't really think so. A lot That's, of the triangle craft that you see are U.S. military. Yeah, so the triangular craft for sure, right? Yeah, they're like little battleships and how they're constructed. Yeah, it's a shame that none of that's been declassified, you know? Right. It'd be, it'd be a lot more fun if, if this stuff was available to talk about without being uh, scrutinized really right. you know right right and Gr grush mentioned you know a lot of craft out there are very large football field size and he was interviewing witnesses and thought it was like crazy you know uh he said that 
The crash retrieval program involves at least one private aerospace company that's storing alien craft. And he, you know, he, he was basically complaining and it's true about how unethical this is where the company will take the craft do all of this research and then sell it back to the government. Kind of like what we were talking about before, you know, where it's like they, these, these corporations know way more than they're leading on. They're the ones yeah, that are doing also, this stuff. And it's also crony, crony capitalism. That's how it's all set up. It's a big, huge mafia. There's a little bit more, but I think we can, um, we can kind of end this episode here. And in the next episode, we're going to finish up the discussion on Grush and we're going to get into some remote viewing data on the situation with some of the, some of the things that we've brought up here, you know, like, and, and also like why the U S government is doing this, why they're covering it up. And uh, I think this discussion about who Grush is saying their adversaries are, because in in the interview, he he really clearly says, uh, I think uh, journalist the journalist Ross, he, he said, um, you know, are, are they doing this because of Russia and China? And he mentioned that he, they're they're back engineering this stuff to compete with their adversaries. And to me, I was like, man, he's talking about off planet stuff here, potentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We should, we yeah, got to, because get that if there are adversaries to the United States, that's off planet, there are the same adversaries to every other country off. Right. These off planet guys. So yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, of course it's earth against them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, you guys, um, that's all we've got time for on this episode. I'd love to know what y'all think about what we discussed in this episode. Um, any ideas that came to you while we were discussing, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, you're along on on this journey with us. And uh, John, thanks so much for being with us and, and giving us uh, all of your time and information. And we hope you thought this episode was as out of this world as we did. See you next time.